What's up, you guys? <laughs> yeah. It's almost the end of the fucking year. Well, it is the end of the year. It's almost over, I should say. It's almost fucking over. <laughs> well, I'm here. You here? We's here. So let me just, um, yeah. Do it as you know I do. And do it so well, too. Let's go. Eight. Ignition sequence has started. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We have commit and we have lift off at 213. The Saturn V, 7.6 million pounds. And it is clear that... You're jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. Whatever. No, it's your girl, Cocaine Kisses. I'm in the building. You in the building. We's here, right? Yeah. So it's December 29th. <coughs> Who the gas? It's, the <laughs> it's December 29th, and um, we got about two more days, you guys, and then we will be heading to a new year 2021 the age of aquarius so you guys definitely need to clap for that you know usually people get excited obviously around this time of the year very festive new year approaching you know the slogan bitches beyond New year, new me, all that other, you know, bullshit for the most part. Because they be the same bitches they was the year before. Not all, but too many. But, um, I think what makes this year so significant is because we've went through so much in 2020. I think in 2020, we went through more shit than we probably went through in 10 years combined or at least it feels that way and so many of our loved ones and friends didn't make it you gotta be thankful and grateful you know what I mean that God has carried you you know what I'm saying he's carried you up to this point and you know very possibly will be allowing you to see the next year that shit is huge a lot of motherfuckers ain't get that chance y'all don't let me preach to you but y'all know but um, real quick moment of silence for everyone that we lost in 2020. I don't give a fuck whether it was COVID related or not. If we lost somebody in 2020, let me just take a minute to pay homage and respect to the lives that have transitioned on to the great beyond. All right, you guys. 
But y'all know what it is tomorrow, December 30th, is Dordor's birthday. Yes, my youngest will be five years old for the big five. You know, every time I think of that, you know, number five or the age five, I always recall, um, recall or recollect, I should say, um, the Cosby Show episode when Rudy turns five. Oh, I love the Cosby Show. You guys don't even know. Different world. That's why I get so pissed at how we are treating Bill, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, But yeah, there's an episode in the Cosby Show in their very first season, I believe, where Rudy turns five and... You know, she's not too happy about being five because she thinks being five is, like, whacking shit. Like, you know, what the fuck can I do at five? And Claire, oh, my God, Felicia Rashad, I fucking love you. Like, I just want to meet this woman, her and her sister Debbie. Like, I just want to meet y'all ladies. Word, because y'all have been very impactful on my life and in my life, right? So, um, whether you, whether I personally know you or not, you... What you did for black Americans, black youth, when I was growing up, is something that these millennials will never really truly understand. Like, my daughter was telling me, not to get off topic, but Heavenly was telling me that just a week ago in some class she has, it was an assignment being done, and the teacher asked them, well, the teacher played uh, the clip of the beginning of a different world. So, like, you know, the attra- oncoming attractions, whatever the fuck you want to call that shit. Like, they played that, and I think it was about maybe 15, 16 students, only two knew what that was. The, the, the rest didn't even know what a different world was. Like, I was mortified when she told me that. Of course, mine knew what a different world was. Come on, I'm a mother. But I was just shocked. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Black little girls and boys don't know what a different world is what the fuck man but are you surprised yeah i honestly was because yeah if my daughter knows you know how the fuck these kids other kids don't know Mm. Mm. says a lot but anyway so um yeah So we're keeping it kind of light this year, obviously, COVID reasons, um, but we will enjoy ourselves, she will enjoy herself, and so um, if I do an episode at all tomorrow, it's definitely going to be around like 2 o'clock in the morning type shit, you already know. Um, But um, other than that, I do hope everyone is doing well. Um, you know, I love you guys so much. You know, I love you guys. Like, you know, I want to kind of do my New Year's Eve, um, podcast kind of reflecting on the year and how you guys have been fucking with me so hard body and you know how I just am very thankful and grateful for what I was able to do continue to do and you guys like enjoy what I do so but you know I'll discuss that on a on the 31st and all that um but yeah let's just get into the bullshit because you know what there's always some fucking bullshit right so the last time I spoke to you guys I think I no I know I was discussing with you guys the stimulus um checking Trump's reaction to what he believed was an insult 
to the American people by giving them $600 per person in their household opposed to uh, how the remaining of that money was being distributed, including as far as as far as including um, illegal aliens receiving almost $400 more than the average citizen. So let me let y'all know where we stand right now presently with that whole chaos because it had, if you didn't know, it was going back and forth. So it went from Trump saying, you know, if you don't change this shit and up up more fucking money, I'm not going to pass it to where Nancy Pelosi was um, acting as though and other members of Congress like, okay, that's great. That's what we originally wanted in the first place. Somehow, motherfuckers is acting like that was too much money. So if we're all on the same page, we're on the same page. Um, needless to say, ain't nobody getting no $2,000. This is what, this is what we will be getting, right? So according to Treasury Secretary uh, Stephen... Mnuchin, he states that the $600 stimulus check could be sent out as early as next week. Well, as early actually as this week, not next week. And of course, this may be direct deposited as early as Tuesday night. So that's this, that's actually tonight, right? According to him, um... Paper checks will begin to be mailed out on Wednesday, December 30th. Um, And basically, this comes directly after the Democratic uh, push to pass another round of stimulus payments of $2,000 per dough. So... The final decision is as follows. It's $600, people. Um, That's it, and that's all. Now, within that $900 billion coronavirus relief package that did get signed by the uh, president over the weekend... Most of the money will be uh, geared towards boosting the economy. Um, And that's obviously due to the um, effects of COVID-19 that if you guys haven't uh, been keeping um, a tally, because I know I wasn't, but I knew the numbers was high, there has been approximately uh, approximately 337,000 deaths COVID related in the United States. Okay, that's wow. Yeah. So all United States adults, um, basically who makes um less than 75,000 in 2019, and it's pretty much. I think this was pretty much the guidelines for the first round of stimulus checks. Um, And married couples who earned less than $150,000 in 2019 
will receive the full $600. In addition, if they have the uh, dependent children, they will receive $600 per child. Um, Now, if you happen to have earned more, you obviously um, will, will receive less. So, example, if you made $85,000 for the year, you're just going to receive $100. And if you happen to make $100,000 a year, you're going to basically receive nothing. So, I'm not sure if the president was in agreement with the $2,000 and members of the Congress were also in agreement why Stephen would put a halt to it. It may very well just be possible because maybe they just don't like how Trump's been moving in the last couple of weeks. Um, seems like, well, you had articles that were saying he was kind of turning on his own party. So I don't know what the hell this is about, but... I really don't think, you know, $600 is equivalent enough to help the American people because clearly where's that, what what are they supposed to do with that money? You got people who still have to, you know, figure out what they're doing in terms of, you know, mortgages, rent, evictions, like all of these other concerns. And I just don't see where $600 is, you know, addressing any of that specifically because we haven't even addressed, um, the deadline that will be here December 31st on most of the things I just mentioned. So I don't know, maybe Biden will decide to pick up where Trump is uh, leaving off and come up with additional money. I don't know. But like I said to you guys in the last episode, most of the money, it would appear, is not even coming home. It's not even coming back to the American people. So just so you know, uh, Mitch McConnell, Uh, is credited with blocking <laughs> the democratic um, effort on their end to hold a standalone vote on the stimulus check. So, you know, just know as of now, that's the amount, $600. And them niggas said that's it and that's all. You know, it's funny because one of my homies, no, it's not funny, but it's funny. One of my homies, shout out to you, Wayne. One of my homies um, had put up on his Facebook page. You know, we all seen Goodfellas. Most of us, you better have. And you remember that scene when... Uh, I don't even remember their names. I, well, I know one of them names is Paulie. Paulie is the chubby one, the boss nigga. Remember with the other nigga who... Um, the main nigga... Uh, not um this is so bad you see how I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this shit 
No, I'm gonna get it right, you guys. Gotta get it right. I'm gonna get it right. <laughs> I know that movie and them motherfucking uh, characters. But no, I'm gonna get it. Hold on. I remember when Henry had fucked up and um, he went to Paulie. Like, I think Paulie found out he was doing some shit behind his back or whatever the case may be. And remember when a nigga gave him the money and was like, now I gotta turn my back on you. Yo, the homie of mine's made a mean like that. Like, said, government gives us $600. And then, you know, he got Henry with the money in his hand from that scene crying. And then you got Paulie like, now I got to turn my back on you, the government. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. I shared that with y'all. But yeah, you know, that's the latest I know in regards to this stimulus check. And again, I do hope in addition to them trying to figure out how to come up with extra money, they figure out how to address these um, upcoming crises in housing and, um, you know, what what they plan to do with unemployment. I was told it's been extended to March. Um, if you heard anything other than that, let me know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so moving forward, and forward we shall move. So I came across this interesting fucking article, you guys. Um, Maybe you know about it. I actually am kind of not upset, but I'm kind of like, you know, where the fuck was I when this article came out? Because it actually came out in July of this year, July 22nd to be exact. And it it is an article discussing the first black-owned stock exchange in United States history, apparently coming soon. So I'm like, whoa, word? That's dope. So it, ex- uh, it would seem um, a former lawyer who was, you know, zealous about giving back to the black community by giving an opportunity for them to invest and create some forms of generational wealth. He um, created the first majority black and minority owned stock exchange in the country. Like this is huge, you guys. Uh, So just some background on this. Um, It's called the Dream Exchange. And the Dream Exchange was basically founded by Joe Sakala in partnership with Cadiz Capital Holding LLC, which is a black and minority owned private equity firm led by William H. Ellison, who basically holds majority ownership of the exchange. Um, This created the platform in which it provided a space to match small and emerging businesses at a very early stage with investors generating more wealth, um, establishing or established for underserved communities. So, you know, basically this platform is in layman's terms, giving, you know, niggas in the hood an opportunity to invest their money, you know, and create growth from it so that this form of investing um, creates a broader sense of stability 
for their family unit. So I think this is pretty fucking awesome, you guys. Like, don't you? Shit is cool, man. So I'm just going to read to you... uh, A little bit of um, this article I think you guys um, would appreciate hearing. So... Mr. Sakala Sakala stated that early in my legal career, I learned how stock exchanges hunt for liquidity so sorry y'all got sidetracked for a second alright where was I Early in my legal career, I learned how stock exchanges hunt for, excuse me, liquidity because I was the lawyer for the founders of Archipelago, one of the first and the biggest electronic stock exchanges in the world. Archipelago grew into what the world has come to know today as the New York Stock Exchange. Because of my experience in understanding the formation of the world's greatest electronic stock exchange, I learned how stock exchanges creates and controls liquidity in the market, said Sakala in an email interview with Black Enterprise. After years of research, I discovered that the structure of the United States capital markets and the current stock exchanges favor only the largest transactions with celebrity companies. My research showed that prior to our Chipolago, the overwhelming majority of IPOs were 50 million and under. By 2004, small capital IPOs had all but disappeared. After years of working with minority businesses, I realized as well that minority businesses were nearly absent from all IPO and public company listings. So basically, Sakala hopes that this new stock exchange will permit more people and his community to be able to have an uh, uh, opportunity to invest in new businesses um, that they create, you know. And he he stressed that the importance of a black-owned stretch, uh, excuse me, the importance the importance of a black-owned stock exchange could not and cannot be understated. This is fucking dope, you guys. I'm super excited about this. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely, definitely applaud this. This definitely deserves a round of a fucking applause. And, um, you know, if you're interested more about this, you know you're going to find a link um, in the description. 
and so you could totally read the article but um yeah i thought that was pretty dope we do we certainly should be able to have something geared for us by us you know and and see how that goes um you know bitcoin and cryptocurrency is huge i know a lot of people wish they would have gotten involved in 2000 and what was it 2008 or seven um you know when word really caught caught people's ears about you know bitcoin and um how it was created and the you know ideology behind it and what exactly this digital money was going to now represent so you know the world is changing you guys you have to you know you don't have to do anything but i would implore that you kind of stay abreast and stay afloat with these changes okay um just so you can stay in the game all righty then <laughs> now moving on to some fuckery because you know it's always something, right? Always fucking something. Okay, you guys. So this one right here just blew my motherfucking top because you know I'm a loyal bitch. You know I'm a loyal motherfucking bitch. And when it comes to certain people, certain artists, you just... It's just not good. It's not good to talk shit about them. Because I'm going to say something. I don't give a fuck if you don't know me, all right? I fucks with them. So this stupid ass nigga, Young Thug, like, and first of all, like, I'm not even sure why he felt comfortable saying the ignorant shit. What, what, what you said, Hov? This the ignorant shit they like? Look at this little clown ass nigga. Okay, first of all, as you can tell, he said something about the God. He said something about Hov. And I know my baby's not pressed. B, it's not even like that. You already know. That's the Goro. That's the Goro. Um, it's Uncle Hole. It's the Godfather. But um, I know Jay Press. You know, Jay don't even, he probably didn't even hear about this shit. If somebody even brings it to his attention, I'm pretty sure the look on his face is going to be like, what the fuck are you bringing this? You know, this is Hove. Like, so we're not even worried about him commenting, anybody even telling him this shit and waiting for a response. He was a whole clown because this is so... Not even his style. Like, Hove does not pay attention to meaningless shit like this. But I will say, as a fucking Hove fan, you gotta be out your motherfucking mind, young thug, saying Jay-Z doesn't have 30 songs fans can recite from memory. You guys. No, no. You guys. You guys. You guys. I can't make this shit up. seriously though like when i heard this shit i was like oh this nigga's lost his mind again because you just said some shit recently about Andre 3000. This nigga need the out of him. Like, just smack the out of this nigga. Like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, 
I think that this nigga just did all this shit for clout. Like, he just want to toss around grades so it can get a buzz. You know, like, these niggas is weird these days. Like, some, not all, but some of these young niggas and these niggas that's, you know, in the game now, they do a lot of, um, they play a lot of reindeer games. That's how I would call it. You know what I'm saying? This shit is, is a publicity stunt all the way. Like, everybody knows. Ain't nobody in their right mind co-signing what the fuck Young Thug just said. Like, say what? How dare you insult us fans? Because you're not even insulting Hove. Because we already know what you speaking is fucking buffoonery. But the mere fact that you said, because I'm a fucking fan, that we can't even recite 30 whole songs? My nigga. Really? Really? That was strategically done. Come on, you guys. You know that was. You know, you know, you know. You know, for a second, I wasn't even going to really speak about it, but I had to because he said... Know what I mean? That's the fucking Godfather. You just no, you don't. You you just don't do that. You you just don't. So, what I thought was fucking hilarious is that here we have some cocky, ugly ass nigga. I'm sorry, you guys. No, I'm not sorry, cause I didn't make that nigga. Um, yeah. So, I know, beauty is, you know, skin deep, but like that nigga said in Bebe's Kids, but ugly is to the bone. So, um, how dare you try to play Hove and you have literally spent your entire career as a carbon copy? Are you fucking shitting me? Like, you're the dusty, tall, linky, fake version of trying to be Wayne. Cause I wouldn't even say as Wayne. Like that's just repulsive to try to compare that. But you tried like hell. You reached like hell motherfucker. And here you are. You can't even be humble. And I told you guys, is that not my first, my very first episode on this podcast? Me discussing how imperative it is to be humble, show humility. For the people who came before you and set the bar or opened the door for you to be where you at? And these little ungrateful motherfuckers say shit like what he just said. My nigga. He actually made this comment on Gilly the Kid's uh, podcast. And this was Tuesday night. Uh... Well, actually, yeah, this was a little while ago then. Mm-hmm. Yep. This nigga, I just don't know the audacity of him, like, really being that fucking cocky. But like I said, this was this was to get a fucking rise out of um, Hove, which is not going to happen. I doubt anybody's even stupid enough to even try to get a comment from Hove or somebody in his camp about this fuckery. But, um... This nigga's all the way fucking crazy. 
he's crazy. He wild out for that. Like, he's done a lot of fucking fuckery, but my nigga, like, now I really got to shit on your name, because even though I know him and, um, Weezy, uh, did a track recently, or they're on a track together recently, um, that just dropped recently, I still don't forget, my nigga, I'm loyal, loyal, I still don't forget what kind of time you was on with Weezy, now you saying crazy shit about Hove, those is my, my top tier fucking rap artist, like, this nigga's a clown, yo, clown ass nigga, you gotta think, like, we ain't talking about stream sales, we ain't talking about nothing, we talking about anthems, we, th- we talking about songs they know, uh-huh. like, when I perform, I got 30, 40 songs that the whole stadium gonna know they, they gonna know these motherfuckers, all 30 songs. Then that's some powerful shit. Yes, Sersky. There's not a lot of motherfuckers that can say that. Nigga, Jay-Z ain't got 30 songs like that. Mm. Mm. But you just, what, the whole stadium finna sing? Mm. He got a lot, though. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I know he do. For, he, for, he, for, he probably got 50 of them bitches. I'm just saying, like, I'm not just it's literally saying him. I'm just saying, yeah, like, absolutely. niggas, who you thinking? Absolutely. The man. Absolutely. Because, honestly, the put I done a, been show, the I done did shows there, show brother, bro. I don't see niggas like, oh damn, I ain't know this song, nigga. I'm, I'm backstage, like, damn. I thought they knew this song from him. Uh, they don't even know this fucking song. Uh, damn. I don't even perform, nigga. I'm so scared to get booed. I don't even perform a song they won't know. Nigga, I got a real goddamn hour and thirty minute list, thirty minute set, nigga. This shit got down forty some songs. Mm. They know every song. Every song. It ain't no dull moment. Every song, nigga. Like, what? I ain't even finna perform a song they don't know. No, I wanna we, book you for a show. No, how much we, I gotta pay? Him. Mm. Say what? Him. Hold on. Say it again. Yeah. God damn. How much? How much, bro? My M and M. I went down cause cause of pandemic. You went down. Oh, that's Whoa. the pandemic price. <laughs> that's the pandemic price. You went. I'm dead serious. Nah, my G. Like, first of all, you sound so ignorant because you actually, uh recanted your own statement so in one breath the nigga says what he said y'all heard him um i don't even think jay-z got that many songs hey jay-z don't even got about 30 songs whatever bullshit he said then you turn around and say nah he might have more you understand right right when you did that my nigga you lost me when you said jay-z ain't have 30 fucking songs that his fans can sing and know from front to fucking back are you crazy what album should we start with first you fucking clown we can start from reasonable doubt we can take it to um uh Life, um, Sean Carter, volumes one, two, three, whatever. We can, um, the Black Album. You, this nigga's wildin'. Um, let's go. Maybe he's thinking of 444. Maybe, cause I, yeah, I don't know every song going 444. But you're crazy. From 1996 on... Whatever album dropped, if you a whole fan, you know every fucking lick of every... This nigga's a clown. Like, I'm really... These little niggas be hyping their own selves up, be so unintelligent, like, just sounding like complete morons. The nigga that he was sitting with is allowing him to be a whole douche. You know why? Because they all want to 
make themselves sound bigger than what the fuck they really is. Sit the fuck down, you fucking lame. Like, I know I must be getting old, cause I'm not with the shits with these type of artists. Like, nigga what? Nigga who? Fuck outta here. I wish, I wish I would spend my money on something that's young thug. Get the fuck outta here. Nigga want attention so bad, like I never, y'all little niggas need to chill with that, like, what, low self-esteem shit, because it resonates in how you talk, like, I see right through you, nigga, use a whole, ah, he want the attention, so fucking narcissist, I can't, can't stand narcissists. You gotta think, like, we ain't talking about stream sales, we ain't talking about nothing, we talking about anthems, we, th- we talking about songs they know, uh-huh. like, when I perform, I got 30, 40 songs that the whole... Wait to talk about himself. You supposed to be proving why how you feel over the guard. Don't got 30 songs that his fans could rap from fucking beginning to end. Nigga. Yo. Aw, oh, man. Hey, that shit just... You know, niggas like this really grind my gears. You know what? Hov. Let me get at him. Let me get at him. Fucking ugly ass nigga. Like, you should have started off lower. Like, come for somebody else, my nigga. Don't you dare come for the throne. He ain't got to say nothing. There's too many of us that's going to say something. Fucking clown. Word and Gilly, how you don't put this nigga in his place? You old school like us. You know better than that. These niggas will do anything for a reaction. Lemons. All right, let me get off this nigga. But, um... Young Thug ain't the only one spitting crazy shit out they mouth lately. We shouldn't even be uh, surprised by Charlamagne the God, but he, you know, recently stated that he believes that the Drake era is over. I'm like, what? So, clearly for the last 10 years, nice little decade, Drake um, has dominated the industry, um, along with his label made at the time, um, at the time when he was signed to Young Money, Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Um, but Charlamagne actually believes that era's gonna come to an end. I'm not necessarily in agreement with him. I think um, he may not get the exact attention that he is known to get, but I don't think it's going to come to a halt. Definitely not. Um, definitely not. Charlemagne basically asked on his uh, podcast, Brilliant Idiots, on December 24th to his viewers. Let me ask y'all a question, or, or his listeners, I should say. Are we still in the Drake era? Like, if you got to ask that question, my nigga, where the fuck have you been? When are we not in the Drake era? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got all of these, you know, new artists, very talented brothers and sisters. Well, mostly brothers, because some of you bitches is just fly by night to me. Like, it's really because you got a pussy and you talking about fucking. But let me keep it moving. Um, Stick with the niggas, because the niggas are a lot more versatile and they bars, bitches. Um, So I got more to go off of. Uh... I 
I'm surprised Charlemagne really felt that the Drake era is over. It, it, Charlemagne, are you? You got something against Drake? But you know, this is Charlemagne. He always coming out his bag, saying some old hateration shit. Um, he admits that he wasn't excited about a new project from uh, Drake, who is um, set to release his, his next album. Um, it's titled Certified Lover Boy. Uh, comes out next month. And Charlemagne basically compared Drizzy to, Con uh, to Kanye's on my mind. Fucking Kendrick. Now, when he compared Drizzy to Kendrick, he's basically showing how, in his words, Kendrick shows another level with every album he drops. While also taking a, like, a large gap of time um, period away from releasing any new music. So, I guess he's trying to show a distinction between how Kendrick will make us wait just as much as Drake has made us wait for a new album, but when... The album comes out, you can see how Kendrick has more diversity, I guess. And then I guess he, um, Charlemagne is coming from a place of believing that Drake has given us so many, so much music and so many variations of it that he just didn't believe or doesn't believe rather that there's anything else he can give. He's quoted with saying, Drake has given us so much music. I don't know if he has another gear. We know Kendrick has another gear. We know this because he shows us that with every project. I don't think Drake has another gear. So therefore, I'm not looking forward to anything. Wow. You know, again, I'm not surprised by anything that comes out of Charlemagne's mouth. Um, he's fucking Charlemagne. I will not say the rest of that name, because not to me. Um, what do you guys think? Are you guys in agreement with Charlemagne? Do you also believe that after 10 years, like, that's just it? That Drake is kind of like slowly but surely phasing out? I just find that hard to believe when Spotify just sent him some sort of plaque for, what was it, oh, uh, a billion, if I'm not mistaken, streams? So where the fuck is he getting, or he's dying down or dying out? You know, I swear, these people just talk to because they have lips, and nowadays you can be a hater, and it's okay. It's called being a commentator. <laughs> Depending on who you are, right? So fuck what they talking about, Drake. Right? Fuck them niggas. Shit on these niggas. When your album drops, it's gonna be the same niggas fucking they bitches to your album. Like, all their niggas. Whichever they like. You know what I mean? So, Drake, keep doing you. I fucks with you. Um, yeah. There's that. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just amazed, like, the nerve of some fucking people. I'm telling you, the nerve of people. Last but not least, I thought this was really, um, 
interesting when I read this. I'm not sure if you guys know, but uh, shout out to Ghana. Meek Mill is considering moving there. No, real shit. Um, says he's buying, or we're rather planning to buy a house in Ghana. I think that's an um, absolute smart move to do. Um, Africa is fucking beautiful. No, I have not been yet. You guys know I still haven't been on a fucking plane. Waiting on you, masculine. But, um, yeah, I think that was a smart investment. Uh, ever get to a place of financial stability like these artists? Definitely get me some property in fucking Africa. Uh, are you kidding me? Mad businesses. You heard? Mad businesses. So, um, especially with how the world is right now, like, I don't fucking blame him. He says, um, he basically said, my fuck you guys, what kind of weird shit going on? All right. So apparently Ghana has become like the destination for, um, African Americans here in the United States, um, moving out there. So in July, the government, I'm not sure if you guys were aware, but the government welcomed blacks from the United States seeking to get away from the racial turmoil in the country. So it was like, you know, they made an uh, um, announcement, if you will, to let black Americans know, you know, you could come here, we, we embrace you. Since the government in the United States is treating you niggas like shit, come home, you could come back home. The government um, basically linked up with like local uh, chiefs and they set aside 500 acres of land, which can pretty much accommodate about 1,500 new families, you guys. And Meek Mills is basically one of them. Um, bought a nice house. He said, just, you know, as another option. And I think that's the smartest thing yet. Like, he says he doesn't want to dedicate his entire life to the American lifestyle he's been living. I think that is commendable. Uh, I totally, uh, you know, tip my hat to that form of a decision to make. That um, is incredible. Like, I, I commend him. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm certain there will be many others to follow suit. Uh, but yeah, shout out to you, Meek Mills. That's dope, my nigga. So with that being said, um... Yeah, I'm super, you know, excited about New Year's Eve <laughs> um, and, you know, everything that I want to discuss on that day, you know, doing a full 12-month uh, flashback, if you will, and just looking forward to... Uh, change and the things that spirit said are coming my way spirit says some amazing things coming my way i hope those amazing things come along with masculine but on that note i'm gonna let
let you guys go. I'm going to get to going. You know, I love you guys. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you to everybody who's listening in, um, who's sharing my content with other people um, and telling them about Coco Chronicles. I so appreciate you guys. You know, I love you much. And um, yeah, on that note, (laughs) later, you guys. Available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs>